This week, Music Biz Weekly Podcast. Twitter turmoil. So time to jump ship. And if so, where do you go? And concert photography. Jay talks about it from the side of the photographer. I talk about it from the side of the, 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 the media rep. What are some things you can do to make this easy and painless for both sides? Welcome to the Music Biz Weekly Podcast, founded in 2011 and with over 500 weekly episodes, where Michael Brandvold and Jay Gilbert, two longtime music industry pros, discuss the very latest trends, tools, and tactics that you need to succeed in this Build a stunning band website in minutes with Bandzoogle. Go to bandzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. Subscribe on YouTube, follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your hey everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. You got Mike, you got Jay. Jay, <laughs> I'm sitting in a hotel room. I'm in a hotel room. It's yeah. been a let's put it this way. We won't get into great detail, but the last two weeks for both of us have been quite interesting. I wasn't, we didn't actually end up recording last week because the guest was a no-show, but I wasn't available last week because I was in quarantine with COVID. Yeah. This week, I am. you're in quarantine with COVID at a hotel room. That's right. That's right. And just really quickly, you know, you and I are both big Minnesota Viking fans. I went out to Minnesota for that, the biggest comeback in NFL history. You know, they were down 33 nothing at halftime and came back and won. So I was screaming my head off. It was one of the most amazing games I'd ever seen. So when I got home, I just felt like it was because I was yelling at the game. And well, I didn't get COVID at the game, by the way. It doesn't happen that fast. Um, I got it at a concert, but uh you know, it's been thankfully pretty mild uh, for me. And now I'm here in this hotel room and the show must go on. Right. Yep. Yeah. You know, and, and mine was, mine was also very mild, not quite as mild as yours. And unfortunately I also got it at a concert as well. So, I mean, take that for whatever it means to you listeners out there. Concerts are fully back. People are back. You can get them at concerts. You can get it at a concert. Yeah. So just just be yeah. careful. Be careful. Exactly. Just, just be smart. Be smart. Um, all right. So before we get into this week's discussion, just a quick shout out to Bruce and everybody at Hypebot and Bands in Town. Thank you for everything you do to support us. Which, by the way, if anybody who was listening to this was going to the Bands in Town webinar a couple weeks ago that I was supposed to host, I'm sorry. I had to back out because I had COVID. Um, I was in, I, the, my, my, my biggest side effect from COVID was absolute exhaustion. So mm-hmm. I, back then I, I had no energy to sit in front of a screen for an hour and do anything. Um, but thank you again to Hypebot and bands in town. And of course, to Just our really sponsors, quickly, Mike, before you move yeah. on, on the Hypebot thing, they uh, they listed our favorite episodes this last week. I thought that yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, our five favorite episodes of the last year. So we've check shared it. Jay Hypebot. and I have both shared it or go check it out on Hypebot. Let us know what you think. And excuse me, what were your favorite episodes of the last year? What did you find the most interesting or most helpful? I'd love to know that. And, and let us know over at 
the artist community on Bands in Town. Bandsintown.musicbizweeklypodcast.com. Um, but thank you to our sponsors, Bandzoogle.com, built by musicians for musicians. Bandzoogle is an all-in-one platform that makes it super easy to build a stunning website and EPK for your music. All the features you need for a professional website are already built in, including dozens of fully customizable templates, tools to sell your music and merch commission-free, commission-free crowdfunding and fan subscription features, mailing list tools to grow your fan list and send newsletters, integrations with Bandcamp, SoundCloud, YouTube, Bands in Town, and more, so you can easily add your content from your other online profiles. And of course, they're amazing live tech support from their musician-friendly team seven days a week. They've also just recently added custom landing pages for musicians. Very you can cool. easily create your own music landing pages using preset page templates and built-in funnel tools that help get your pages up and running and added to your music marketing campaigns in just minutes. Plans at Banzoogle start at just $8.29 a month. And that includes hosting and your own free custom domain name. Music Biz Weekly podcast listeners, head over to bandzoogle.com. Try it for free for 30 days and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY. Yes, that's all one word, MUSICBIZWEEKLY. And you'll save 15% off the first year of any subscription. That's bandzoogle.com, promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY. And of course, thank you to discmakers.com. We all know it's a digital world, but there's still such an important role for physical media for today's musicians. Digital royalty payments can be so small that selling products like CDs, vinyl, and even t-shirts online and at gigs has become such an important income generator. For every CD you sell at a gig, you might need roughly 3,000 streams to make the same amount of money, and that's a lot of streams. Our friends at Disc Makers are the place to go for your discs and other physical media, including vinyl, USB drives, and again, even t-shirts. So head over to discmakers.com, place an order for 100 or more CDs. And when you check out in the promo code field, enter free biz. Again, <laughs> that's one word, free biz, and you'll save up to $150 in shipping costs. So no guests this week, you know, it's the end of the year. Things are kind of quiet, but yeah. there's a couple topics we thought we would touch on real briefly here. The first one, you know, if you've been online um, and haven't heard all about what's going on in the Twitter world, your head's been in the sand and, you know, we won't get into whether it's right, wrong, good, bad, or otherwise, but Elon Musk now owns Twitter. There's, there's a lot of conversation around the future of Twitter, but there's a, a lot of conversation of people of like, do I stay on Twitter? Do yeah. I jump off of Twitter? Do I need to go somewhere else? And, you know, I can tell you, this is just my personal take. I'm not jumping off of Twitter. Not yet. If you've got a deep personal um, issue with whatever's going on at Twitter and with Elon Musk, obviously follow your heart and do what you need to do. But things in general haven't drastically changed. Yeah, I've seen a, a bit more spam popping up in my Twitter feed than I used to. Um, but I'm not jumping ship on Twitter yet. 
I, you know, it, it, it hasn't completely collapsed and gone away, but people are asking, well, should I, and if I do, where do I go? And the number one, I think you've heard this, the number one destination that people seem to bring up is um, Mastodon, a new social network called Mastodon, which is very much almost like a Twitter clone to some extent. Yeah. And, uh, you know, some people have gone there. I've, I think you went there, Jay. I've, yeah. I've got an account there. You know, we'll give you our two cents real quick on that. My, my feeling is Mastodon is never going to turn out to be, in its current form, Mastodon is never going to turn out to be a major threat to Twitter or anybody else. And why am I saying that? Because just signing up to Mastodon was a fucking pain in the ass. It wasn't, you know, you've, you've got to find a Mastodon server, which again, I didn't know all of this up front. I just went to Mastodon and I'm thinking it's like a website. It's just one website, go create an account and you're in. No, Mastodon is a bunch of independently run Mastodon servers focused on topics around the world. And the first thing Mastodon asks you is what server do you want to join? I'm like, I, I don't, don't know. know. I, I want to join it. Mastodon. I don't want to join the server. Um, right there, fail. Complete yeah, fail. They don't even explain which ones are really better for what. Like, it would be really great if they said, you know, for you, we recommend this one, or these are why they're different. But it's for a novice, it's very confusing when you first get there. Yeah, the the average user off the street isn't going to figure out how Mastodon works. That's what it comes down to right now. I, I, you know, I will just flat out say, and I'll stand behind it right now in its current incarnation, Mastodon is no threat to anybody because it is just too difficult and confusing just to sign up and create a username, let alone get into starting to post. After, after I created my account, I'm like, I don't need to spend much time here because nobody's showing up at this. Nobody's going to figure this out. The average user who can easily create a Twitter account isn't going to figure out what's going on. In no, the it's not for the masses. I don't think, at least not yet, unless they simplify it. And yeah, they've got to greatly simplify. It's got to be a one setup process. None of this finding servers and, you know, and, and, you join one server, you're not communicating with people in the other servers. It's like a completely separate world. You can move your account from a server to a server, but again, way too complicated people. Yeah, it's like so, having five Twitters within Twitter. Yeah, exa- exactly. So, you know, if you want to go investigate Mastodon, go ahead, dip your toes in the water so you can see what it's like. But um, the average fan, you're not you're you don't have to worry about it right now the other one that i've heard a lot about is this uh new social network called post um we can put a link to both of these in the show notes um post is invite only right now i signed up i don't know four weeks ago and i just got my invite from the wait list today and i went in now, this is the way it should be. It's just signing up like anything else. Create a username, a password, build a profile page, and start posting. It was as simple as could be. Um, 
couple drawbacks. Again, it's a wait list right now. So unless you can get through the wait list, you're not getting in. There's no apps. It's all web-based right now. Now it works, it's, it's optimized for browsers on smartphones and tablets and everything else, but there's no, there's no post app that you can go download from the Android or the app store to sign up. And I think that in the long run is, a, is going to be a, a big issue. Hopefully they're working on it. Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to play around with post. I mean, the first, my first obvious comment after signing up was like, okay, how do I go find people I know? You know, most of these other networks, whether it's, was it MeWe or all these others that are out there, they're like, all right, you can connect your address book or connect your Facebook account and we'll go find all the people that you're already connected to and show them, show you them in our network. I couldn't find a way to do that in post. So it's sort of like, okay, how do I, how do I find out if Jay Gilbert's here other than manually going to the search box and typing in each person's freaking name, which I'm not going to do. Um, I don't think post and again i've only been in it for literally all of 10 minutes i don't think post has like groups or pages i think it's just profiles right now there it's it's got topics hashtag based topics so you can follow hashtags and maybe that's their approach to it um so it's 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 a, it's a bit different you know i always approach these from the standpoint of People are going to compare a new social network to what they're already comfortable with. Right or wrong, that's how it's going to be. So, hey, I got a pro personal account on post. How do I create a Music Biz Weekly podcast group, discussion topic, page, whatever it is, so we can focus discussions in there? How do I create one? for my company, I, you know, I haven't figured that out yet. And, and again, post is very much still in development. So maybe all this stuff is coming. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've heard more stuff about post as well. So give it a shot, take a look at it there. There clearly isn't one where everybody's like, Oh my God, this is, this is exactly like Twitter and it's going to replace it. I mean, I haven't looked into it yet, but it seems like in the last week or two, didn't Instagram just add text updates to Instagram so they could kind of copy Twitter? I haven't looked into it, but I remember seeing some some headlines that, you know, and again, it's Facebook. Facebook is not all about, it doesn't innovate and create new stuff on their own. They just copy what somebody else is doing. And it seems to me there's a great opportunity right now for somebody to to capitalize on the the twitter turmoil that's going on right now and nobody clear nobody really is whether it's linkedin or facebook or whoever somebody could create a microcosm of twitter in their existing social network so that, you know, that that's my take on it. You know, not not much more to say. I don't know if you've got anything you want to add to that, Jay. I think you put it best. If you feel you need to move on from the platform for whatever reason, that's great. I just don't think there's a, a great solution right now that's as elegant and easy to use. And, uh, you know, I've had the same experience with Mastodon that you did. 
Um, and I'll continue to look at the different alternatives that come out. Um, but the bottom line is, and you mentioned this, if you can't connect easily with your friends, kind of defeats the purpose of this social network. So we'll keep everybody posted. And I'd love yeah. to hear people who have had experience, experiences on alternative platforms. Let us know what kind of experiences you're having. Yeah, head, head over to our, our, our community over at Artist Community on Bands in Town. Um, let us know if you've had any experience with Mastodon or Post, or is there another network that you found is really good? You know, it, it, from, from, I think, speaking for you as well, Jay, from a marketing standpoint, the key is, is it easy enough for large numbers of fans to start showing up there it you know if all you're going to do is go hang out with a few other musicians you're marketing to musicians and that's going to serve you no no yeah. real purpose you know yeah. you you need to have your fans or you got to have music fans hanging out there and um i i don't i don't know if that's happening anywhere else yet i mean yeah twitter's twitter's got the user base right now yeah and the, the last thing i'll say on it is really you know, these social media platforms can be massive and you think they're too big to fail, but we used to think that about MySpace. So yep. it nothing's too big to fail. And I think that if you find a better mousetrap, if somebody makes it so much easier to connect with people like Twitter did initially, I think we could have a, a new person in the space, a new platform. Yep. yep. So let us know what your, your experience and thoughts are. Head over to Artist Community at Bands in Town. The other thing that I thought we could chat about real briefly is like live concert photography. So Jay, you do concert photography and I just got done with the WASP US tour here where I was the media contact for photographers requesting photo pass. How many dates was that, Mike? Uh, I think it was 35 dates, 35 dates. dates. So you've, yeah. you've got 35 different dates with multiple photographers per date, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but you've got people from, you know, local press, maybe people from music press, maybe you know, there's lots of. Oh yeah, there there were there's a great variety of press requests coming in, so I thought maybe you know, with your input, we could talk about, you know, if you're if 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 you're a concert photographer or you're a band having to deal with this some of the things that make it easy and difficult to deal with concert requests. Um, yeah. So the first thing I'm going to throw out there from a media standpoint is put your requests in as early and as far in advance as possible. Even before the tour has started, get your name in there. So you get in the queue, you get on the list. Do not make the request the day of the show. Do not make your request the day before the show. I would even suggest you do not make the request the week of the show. Week of the show, you can confirm your request yeah. from earlier on. But anything that comes that late in, I, I'm speaking for myself, but I'm sure a lot of other you know, people in the media will say the same thing. It's too late. We're, we're too swamped confirming and getting things ready that we're just going to ignore those requests. Yeah. 
Yeah, unless unless you are like some major photographer or major media outlet. Right. Okay. So start this, you know, if the tour is announced three three months in advance, put your request in. You know, we can't we can't necessarily guarantee everything three months in advance, but now your name is in the queue. You're you're in the list. You're you you've planted the seed. Um, that's the that's the first big thing. Yeah. The second thing I would ask is or suggest is, um, it's not so much credentials, but and and this seems obvious, but who are you photographing for? We don't want to just give a photographer a photo pass just because the photographer wants to shoot we want the photos to do some purpose for the band. Right. So, so find a media outlet that will, yeah, let you shoot for them. That, right. that, that moves you above everybody else. Let's put it that way. Um, and, and to that extent, make sure it's a media outlet that's worthwhile. I mean, I know I, when somebody requests something, I'm going to immediately jump in and go, well, Hey, if I don't know who that outlet is, I go look for them. Yeah. And if it turns out it's, you know, a Facebook page, that has got 10 followers. I'm sorry. You'll be at the bottom of the queue. No promises. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and that's not a reflection on your photography skills, but that's a reflection on, again, as an artist, they want to get this media out to the masses. Yeah. And I would only add to that, Mike, that if you are a, a very talented photographer, that there are times that if you're not shooting for a publication, um, but if you have a good body of work and let's say you've got a website that has some of your work and it's world-class stuff, you can reach out uh, to the, the PR person and request and say, look, um, I, I love this band. I'm a very good uh, photographer. I'm talented. I will give you these images. I just want to shoot for the band. I want to shoot, but not for me. And it's really, I will turn over these images for you to use for press, for socials, for your website, whatever. Um, I've seen that happen from time to time. Um, as long as you're just being upfront and honest, because at the end of the day, um, those images, um, if you're being allowed to shoot, um, typically those images, at least the, the ones that are turned over belong to the band, um, depending on your agreement. And you need to think about that agreement ahead of time. Or if you're shooting for a publication, typically what that, um, photo release will say is that you can use these images for this purpose only. And, Usually they're pretty lenient when it comes to, well, I want to put one on my, you know, my socials or on my website to show whatever. Usually people don't get upset with that, but there are releases that you sign that say you can't do that. There are certain artists that will not allow you to use those images for your own photography website or your own socials. And so a lot of times when you sign a release, um, typically as a photographer, when you go shoot a show, they put a release in front of you and you sign it, read what you're signing because it may yeah, not no, no, know what the restrictions are. Yeah. And it certainly won't allow you to monetize. You're not going to be able to make coffee mugs and t-shirts and things out of those images that you shoot. 
And to be honest with you, um, a lot of the bands that I shoot, they don't make me sign anything anymore because they know that I'm, when I shoot these images, I'm going to turn them over. I'm going to give them a link to a website where they can download high-res versions of them whenever they want. And I'm not going to try to monetize those without their permission. Now, let's say I wanted to do a coffee table book on my photography someday. That could happen, but I'm going to go back to you, Michael, and I'm going to say, look, I shot these events for you. I'd like to use A, B, and C images in my book. And in, in return for that, um, I'm going to give you a certain percentage of the sales, or I'm going to credit you, or, or whatever that is. But you have to be careful about that. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the biggest thing that I think you need to do that shows professionalism is and boy this is hit or miss and i've i've had this with amateur photographers and i've had to deal with professional photographers surprisingly is once you photograph the event it's in your best interest to follow up as soon as you can with two things the vast majority of the time a photographer is being accompanied or is also the reviewer they're, so they're going to review the show or a reviewer came along with them. Send the media contact the link when that review goes live. Don't forget. For two reasons. Crucial. One, at least in my case, when I'm working with an artist and I get that, that review link, we're going to share it. We're going to send traffic to you. Yeah. We're going to send the fans to go read your review. You want that, don't you? Yeah. It ain't gonna it ain't gonna happen if you post it and never tell anybody about it. We might even but, pull a quote out of it that we use. Exactly. It, exa Brando exactly. From the Daily Mail said, "You're this is the best concert I've seen in years." We might pull that up, and again, it helps drive traffic to your publication. Well, yeah. I mean, that, I'm actually in the process of doing that with Wasp now. So Wasp has got a European tour next year over um, in Europe. And now I'm beginning to go through all of the reviews I've been sent for the U.S. tour, and I'm going to pull out great poll quotes, and I'm going to make a couple dozen marketing images for each of these great poll quotes. That's going to spotlight your publication. Um, so send the link so we can share it, but send the link to show you're a professional. That, that, okay, you came, you asked, we gave you access, we let you do this. Send us back the link saying, thank you very much. The Here's the, the link. Photos, you mean. The, link, the link to the review and the link to the photos at the same time. You know, and, and the photos, it could be a drop. It can be Dropbox. It can be a Google Drive. You could sure. zip them up. You can yeah. transfer it, whatever. It doesn't yeah. matter. Just throw them in a folder and send us the photos. And, and as a photographer, you're going to go, well, this is an obvious dumb moment, but I'm going to tell you as a media person, put your credit and watermark on your photo in the lower corner people, because as a media person, you know, I've got 30 different photographers who are sending me back their photos now. Some of them do an awesome job that the folder is named with the, the show date, the city, the photo credit right in the folder name, and the images are watermarked. Because all I'm doing is dumping everything I get into one 
Dropbox folder for future use. And it might be six months from now that we finally go in and go, hey, we need to use this photo. Oh, crap. Who was this photographer? I don't know who it was. Rather than risking an issue, we just aren't going to use your photo. I'm going to go to Jay's photo because Jay put all of his information in. That is so important for you to do for your own benefit people. Yeah. But you've got to send us these photos back because, again, I'm going to sit here and go, well, of all the photo requests, who sent, who followed up and sent back everything? Do I have to chase these people down? I'll send one email, but if I don't get a reply, it's sort of like, okay, just remember that the next time this photographer requests a photo, you know, they didn't send me anything. And if I've got a lot of other photographers for that show, I'm going to put you at the bottom of the list because all these other photographers took care of this process. They sent us the links. They sent us the photos. They watermarked everything properly. You know, they, they were easy to work with. They were professionals is what it comes down to. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really important. And two things, just to recap what you just said, I think it's really important that it's a give and take when you're providing credentials to somebody to shoot a show you're giving them access and you're doing something for them. Now, in exchange for that, you want something. What do you want? Well, if they're going to write a review, that's great. Um, Good or bad, I want to see that review. I want you to send me a link to that review. Don't make me go chase that thing. So if I'm giving you credentials to come in and you're going to review the show, send me a link to your review. And then the second part of that is kind of twofold. One is if I've given you credentials to shoot the show, whether it's the first three songs or more, whatever it is, I've given you something and, it, and there's a kind of an unwritten contract. I'm going to do this for you, but I want to benefit from that. And what I mean by that is I want you to send me what, what photos were used. I'd love to see that, right? Send that properly. But more importantly, something you touched on is I've given you these, these credentials. So send me the photos that you shot. And to your point, they can be in many different forms. You know, I typically will send you a, a web page um, that you can, it's private, but you can download from it if you want. You can share it with the artist. You can share it with some, a PR agent, whatever you want to do. And that just remains up. And then later you might reach out and go, you know, that tour uh, that you shot for us, this one thing, you know, we're putting together a live album or we're putting together, you know, a documentary or whatever. Can you send me, and this just happened to me this week, where I sent a bunch of links for an artist so he could look at all the different photo shoots that we'd done. So whether that's a Dropbox thing, whether it's a Google Drive, like you mentioned, whether it's you know a website, that's, that's really important. It's that unwritten contract that Mike said, okay, I'll let you shoot this show. I'll give you access that most people don't get. But in exchange for that, this is what I need from you. Yep, exactly. You know, and 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 this, this, I actually encountered this one time on the Wasp tour, and it's crazy that I even have to say this, but you know, as a photographer, obviously your 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 credentials are going to be at will call. You're going to show up, and you're going to show an ID to get your pass and or maybe ticket. The name you give me for the list needs to be the name that's on your ID because that's the name that goes on the list. 
uh, Jay, I had one photographer who day of show, night of show, she's calling me. She's like, they can't find me on the list. They can't find me on the list. I'm calling the tour manager. He's like, you know, she's on the list. She's on the list. I'll go up there and take care of it. He calls me back later. He's like, it's all taken care of. The problem was her ID was a different name. And I'm like, by a nickname or whatever it is, you know, yeah. My I name's mean, Charlie, and it was under Chuck or whatever that is. Exactly. It's like the ID is what Will Call looks for. Makes so, sense. Yeah, you they know, don't know, they don't know. They don't know that, you know, you go by your first name and middle name, but your ID's got a last name on it, and your 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 credentials are filed under the last name on the guest list, which now doesn't match your ID. It's... Yeah. You know, it's little things like that. It's little, it little things. things. And I'd like to add one little thing that has helped me shoot hundreds of concerts. And it sounds small, but it's actually really big. And that is a lot of shows. Um, I have a good relationship with the artist, the management, the publicist, and they'll allow me to shoot the whole show. That's rare for a lot of photographers, especially on press. You get the first three songs and then you're out of the pit. So regardless of what you're doing, I highly recommend if you're shooting uh, a show or let's say you're a band and you're having somebody shoot your show, this is what I do at every show that I shoot. I go and I meet the head of security. And the reason for that is typically I'm shooting the whole show and a lot of people aren't. I don't want to get tossed out. I meet the head of security. Hi, I'm Jay. I'm working for Mike tonight. I'm going to be shooting this thing. I just want to let you know. And then they're always very appreciative, like, oh, hey, thanks. Thanks for letting me know. And then after the first three songs, when they're escorting people out, the head of security waves down and tells the guy, nope, this guy's okay. He's fine. Right. And then even if you're only shooting the first three songs, man, say hello to those security guys. And the reason for that is now they know that who you are, you're not a threat to them, right? And regardless of whether you're in the pit or not, if you're trying to maneuver around, those guys will move out of your way. They will help you to make sure that you get the shot that you want just by just by that simple little bit of kindness. So just to recap, always introduce yourself to the head of security, find out who that person is so they know who you are and you're okay. And then when you get down there to work, Make sure that you treat those security people with respect. Make sure you say hi to them and talk with them. I'll tell you, I've gotten some of the best shots I've ever gotten because a security guy helped me out. Yep. You know, the last thing I would add in this, you know, post-pandemic era, you know, people get sick. If you're a photographer and you get sick and you have the opportunity, send out a quick email, even if it is the day before saying, hey, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to make it tomorrow night. I've come down with COVID or the flu or whatever. I can take you off the list, especially if you're getting a ticket. Now, sometimes photographers, you know, have their own ticket and all they need is the photo pass. That's not a big deal. There's no cost to the band for a photo pass. There is a cost for the ticket. So, you know, if you request a ticket and then you don't show up, eh, you know, we'd, we'd rather not have a ticket left at, at the box office. We'd rather be able to sell that ticket to a fan instead. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I get it. Sometimes you can't because things happen. But 
if you have that opportunity, again, it, it's all about professionalism and communication. And we remember the photographers who are like very courteous, easy to work with, very appreciative. We remember the photographers who you never hear from and never send you anything. And, you know, you might be the best photographer in the world, but if you're a pain in the ass to work with, it doesn't bode well. Yeah. And if you've got a choice of you've only got, say, three photographers you can let in a certain night at a smaller venue or whatever, you're going to take care of those guys that have been courteous and have done all those things that you just mentioned. Yeah. You know, they send you the photos there. They they confirm, they double check. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I like the fact that I will get, you know, the week before a show, hey, just confirming, am I all set, you know, and I jump onto the master tour touring database and double check. It's like, yep, you're, you've been submitted or yes, you've been submitted. And I can see it's also been already approved and you're good to go. You know, if all of those checks happen, Odds are you will never have a problem at will call. You're never going to have to call for anything. Yeah. So it's just be professional, follow through, follow up. You know, if you say you're going to send somebody, if you're shooting for a print publication and you say, yeah, I'll send you two issues, actually send those issues. You know, I've had a couple photographers who were like, yeah, we'll send them to you. And I never got anything. It's like, you know, the back of my mind, I never really expected it to begin with. But if you're going to say it, it'd be nice. You know, we remember those things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anything else you want to add as a photographer? Well, look, uh, today you can get such great images just with your phone. You know what I mean? The resolution on some of these um, if you look at Ace Fraley's last album and pull the sleeve out, there's a picture of his guitar on a drum stool. I shot that with my iPhone and you'd never know it. It looks absolutely amazing. So, you know, with photographers these days, it's all about getting close, you know, whether you're in the pit or whether you're in the front, you know, if you can get close, there's so much more light when you're up close and with the lighting today. Um, and even if you're like, the last thing I'll say on it is if you're lucky enough, fortunate enough to have credentials to shoot a show, I, I, I think that's a privilege. And I think that you're going to get a lot more opportunities to do that if you do what we just described, meaning, you know, make sure you communicate, over communicate with that publicist or whoever your point person is. And then when you shoot it, report back. Here's a link to my photos. Um, the review is going to go live on this date. I'll send it to you. I'd love for you to keep me in mind next time when your band is in town. I'm, I'm telling you, just that those simple courtesy things will separate you, you know, you from the pack. Yep, exactly. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Um, all right. Head over to uh, bandsintown.musicbizweeklypodcast.com. Let's discuss this further on our artist community. You know, what's your experience with concert photographers, whether you're an artist and you're you're having to approve and work with them, or if you're a concert photographer, what's your experience as well? There's got to be, you know, an unlimited number of tips and advice out there from both sides of this that makes this painless and 
easy on both sides. And that, that, that's what you want, you know, from a media standpoint, we don't want people standing at the door, not getting in. We don't want people getting screwed over. Um, and, you know, and as a photographer, you want to know you're not wasting your time because you're not going to get in. You, you know, we, we, we both know what it takes to make this successful. You know, there's nothing better than after a tour going, didn't have a single issue with photographers on the whole tour. Yeah. Um, quick shout out once again, thank you to Bruce and everybody at HypeBot and bands in town. You guys are the best. Uh, we've actually got Bruce from, uh, HypeBot and bands in town coming in after the first of the year yeah, to sit down and, and join us on an episode. It's always yeah. great catching up with Bruce. Yeah, um, and of course, thank you to our sponsors, uh, and discmakers.com. We appreciate everything you do to sponsor the podcast. That's it, everybody. We will see you next week. Visit discmakers.com to place an order for 100 or more CDs. And when you check out, use promo code FREEBIZ and get free shipping. Up to a 100 industry professionals listen to the Music Biz Weekly podcast. If you have a product or service and would like to reach this audience, get in touch with Michael or Jay to discuss sponsorship this opportunities. For Music Biz Weekly, provided by LarryDavisVoice.com. And by JessicaMarsVoice.com. That's Mars with a Z.